0: Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Mansfield, your host of the podcast, Just the Good Stuff. I'm actually turning a little red right now, which obviously you cannot see through your phone or laptop or wherever it might be that you're listening to this podcast episode from. But I cannot believe the day is finally here. The first ever Just the Good Stuff episode is live. It's out in the universe. You are here listening to it. I'm so grateful that Someone actually wants to listen to my annoying voice for the next few minutes, or should I say like hour and and plus minutes, but I promise it's not just me talking the entire episode. I cannot believe that I'm here. This is so crazy to me. I've been talking about starting a podcast for over three years now. I finally bit the bullet and said to myself, you know what, same thing really before starting my blog and Instagram. I'm going to put myself out there. People are into the podcast. They're into what I'm doing. I'll keep doing it. If people are like, shut the beep up. We don't need another podcast. Maybe I won't do it anymore. But we'll see. I'm for so far I'm really feeling it. And I have lined up some amazing, amazing guests for you guys. And to, well, we'll get to today's guest soon because she is awesome. But a little bit about me in case you were like, who is this person behind the mic? My name is Rachel. I'm a recipe developer, soon-to-be cookbook author. Uh my first ever cookbook, Just the Good Stuff. It's coming out February 25th. 2020, I am currently planning an epic book tour for you guys across the country, anywhere from New York to LA, Chicago, Miami, Austin. Gonna make it happen for you. I can't wait to meet everyone in person. I still only think that my mom and my husband actually watch my Instagram stories and listen to what I have to say. So it's gonna be awesome to really get to know, you know, my readers, get to know my people, my community, everything. And so that is something. I'm currently working on the podcast is my other baby. And well, speaking of babies, I have a beautiful, gorgeous, perfect, loving, warm, cozy little son named Ezra Benjamin Carpenter. And one day I'm going to have to try and explain to him what I do for a living. And he's probably going to just be like, my mommy takes pictures of food for way too long. But my little mush He is almost nine months when I'm recording this. He melts my heart. I love him so, so much. But that is my first and always, that's my first baby and always, always, always my priority. But my podcast feels and my book really feel like I'm having another two other babies at the same time. So we have the book, the podcast, and then we have my blog and Instagram where all all the magic went down. But anyways, enough about me. I'm going to share a lot more. Little tidbits about myself here and there. But more importantly, I want to talk about the guest that I have on today Priscilla, the founder and CEO of Coco Kind Skincare. Yeah, Priscilla was in my bedroom where I'm at gl- <laughs> recording my podcast because I am all about starting off projects that are, you know, a little on the scrappy side. I'm still nursing my son. It's hard to leave him, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Priscilla was here in my apartment. I have been friends with her and I've known her I think since 2015 I want to say. I actually went through my email and I'm going to bring it up for you guys and found the first email that she ever sent me and when we actually connected. I hope I can find it, but it was Oh, I have it. Hey Rachel, nice to meet you. My name's Priscilla and I'm the owner of Coco Kind. We're a certified organic skincare line that is centered around around virgin coconut oil. Wow, you have come a long way, my friend Priscilla, because you are centered around everything that's good to put on your skin, and that is what I love about you. I'm not going to read you the, the entire thing because I don't want to embarrass Priscilla, but needless to say, her and I have been friends for quite some time. I've been using her products for years. In fact, her products are the only reason why I even bothered with skincare. We'll talk. You'll hear more about that in the episode. How I say how I never. Wash my face, or really took care of myself until I started using Cocokind's products. All of their stuff is organic, vegan. It's not tested on animals. It's products that you can trust, but it's also skincare products that you can actually afford, which we also talk about in this episode because skincare is not cheap. And that's always why I was pretty hesitant for a while. I was pretty naive and just said, oh, you know, like I have nice skin. I don't have to worry about anything. But that's not true at all. Like I'm getting older. The circles under my eyes are real. And I have to start taking care of myself. And I thank Priscilla for that. She is not only the genius behind Coco Kind and a complete industry leader in terms of sustainable skincare that is good quality, affordable, and just that you can trust, but she's also a complete boss. And I'm not going to say girl boss because that term lately is just driving me crazy because you know, she's a boss. She runs her own company. She started from the ground up. She's out there hustling every day. She is a woman making magic happen. She is so inspiring to women everywhere and men everywhere for that reason. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to what she has to say. So enough about me rambling on. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. If you are interested in more from me, in case you're not, you might be sick of me at this point, but you know, we never know. I'm over on Instagram at Rachel Mansfield, Rachel without the E in it. I thought I was very punny in high school and Decided to make my Instagram L Mansfield, and who knew that ten plus years later it would evolve into a brand. And I, my cookbook is called Just the Good Stuff, and it's available for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound. There's a link to it on my blog and on my in my bio. It's a hundred plus brand new recipes that have been perfected by me and by a recipe tester. You know, gotta cross-check that. And I can't wait for you guys to test some of them and taste some of them. All I'm gonna say is that there are some gluten-free Pop-Tarts, there is a chocolate chip cookie cake with an avocado cacao frosting that is out of this world, but there's also a, so many, there are so many savory recipes, there's recipes for when you're cooking by yourself and you don't wanna make a whole production, like those easy, quick meals, whole chapter dedicated to that. And what I also love about the book is that there, there are recipes for everyone, whether you follow like the paleo lifestyle, gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-based, you name it, I personally subscribe to a labelist lifestyle. I like to call my eating habits the Rachel lifestyle because I eat what I crave. I eat what I want. And I focus on wholesome ingredients. I focus on, you know, just the good stuff. I promise I'm not that punny. So that's not going to keep happening. All right. Let me know what you guys think of this episode. If you want to share it, I'd be eternally grateful. If you want to leave a review, rate it. Pretty sure that's what I'm supposed to say. I've been listening to podcasts for years and everyone always says to rate and review and Please don't leave me in review if it's my first episode and you think I'm annoying. I'll get better, I promise. But hope you guys love this and I will talk to you soon. Let's let Priscilla take it away. You guys are going to go crazy when I tell you who is sitting next to me right now in, in my bedroom, which conveniently we just redid. Um... I have the Priscilla, the founder and CEO of Coco Kind. And I'm actually fangirling, even though I've known Priscilla for a few years now. And I don't know if you know this, but this is going to be the first episode that airs of Just the Good Stuff.
1: That's so exciting. And I feel like that intro, like, I I don't know if I feel comfortable (laughs) with that. The Priscilla.
0: The Priscilla.
1: That's your title. So excited to be here, though.
0: Thank you for coming all the way from San Francisco. And bedroom looks
1: amazing. Just saying.
0: Thank you. Thanks for coming all the way from San Francisco just to record an episode with me. I so appreciate you making (laughs) the schlep. But as you guys know, if you follow me over on Instagram, I talk about Coco Kind a lot on my Instagram stories. It is truly one of my favorite brands ever. I love everything that you're doing from the products to how they're made to like you as like a person for the brand. And there are so many things that I want to talk to you about. That's why I was laughing last week when you're like, um, it's like three to four. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> no, I need like <laughs> nine to five. Um, there's a variety of topics that I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Anything from Starting and running your own business mm-hmm. to the obvious of like skincare, yeah. and since I haven't yet announced the podcast, I haven't been able to pull everyone yeah. to hear what they want to hear. So I actually pulled a bunch of my friends that Amazing. I know use your products Aww. and wanted to know what they would want to know from you. Yeah. Um. So first, I want you to explain. what I would love for you to explain. Mm-hmm. How you got started, a little bit about your background sure. at J.P. Morgan and how Kine really kicked off. Because I don't think that many people realize you didn't go to school for like dermatology no. or like you're yeah. not an esthetician or I'm probably butchering that word anyways. Yeah. but
1: it's a hard word. Okay. I don't know how yeah. to say no, it no, or really, spell it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> definitely not spell it. And I'm like in the industry and I'm always like esthetician. Yeah, I already stutter <laughs> all the time. So story of my life, but hit us with your story.
0: I want everyone to hear. Yeah,
1: so basically we got we launched officially four and a half years ago. Actually almost five years ago, but I quit my job at JP Morgan five and a half years ago. And so I used, so basically I went to school for finance and I studied finance and accounting and did internships at Wall Street. I worked Where did at. you go to school? I went to Penn. Oh awesome. yeah! So I did their undergraduate Little East Coast school, action. East Coast school. Yeah, in Philly, and um, and I loved it. And I I love going to Wharton. I had all my best friends are still from college, and uh, when I all my internships are always in finance. I worked at Lehman Brothers. I worked at the hedge fund. I'm very focused on finance. And separately, I grew up with a mom who's an entrepreneur. She. Uh, runs a small business. She's done that for many, many years. Your mom still works? Yep. She still works. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because my parents both, they met, they both came from Taiwan, but they met in the US. And my dad, they got married and my dad moved, they moved from Ohio to Michigan uh, because my dad got a job in Michigan. And then my mom started as like a clerk at this one company that distributes like nuts and bolts and tools and just like very unsexy industrial yeah. type of products. <laughs> um and anyways like 9 years later she ended up buying the company from the owner um who is someone that we called it was, was like a grandpa to us and he ended up selling the company to her. And since then, you know, she she ran the company, she grew it and she, you know, I very much grew up going to her company and like Literally like wiping, she would make us like wipe the kitchen floors and like stuff flyers and my sister and I would like actually like be pulling each other's hair and like getting in major fights, stuffing flyers and catalogs and all that stuff. And so I grew up really in that environment of a small business and I knew that it was something that I was really interested in. So So it didn't
0: scare you. It didn't scare me at all.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something that I feel really grateful to my mom Mm -hmm. for because there's for both my parents really, but like, I I feel like I had such an example that I could do whatever I wanted and starting a business was nothing that like, it was definitely something I had thought about for a long, long time. And so, you know, when I was in college, I was dealing with really bad hormonal and cystic acne and it was like terrible. There were points where it was really good and points where it was really bad, but when it was good, it was because I would do um, take a lot of internal medications and topical prescriptions, Um, Duac, Different, Doxycycline, Spirinolactin, like the whole prescription. And um, I don't know if you know, but like Doxycycline is an antibiotic. And um, at that time, which is 10 years ago, like people really prescribed that regularly yeah, for no acne. No one really knew anything. In addition to birth control. So I went on birth control and went on Doxycycline, Spirinolactin, all for my acne, for no other reasons than that. And I took antibiotics every single day for over three years, every single day. And so did my sister.
0: Um, Does your sister have similar skin? Same skin.
1: And what's even more messed up is that my little brother has like perfect skin and (laughs) my mom has like perfect, perfect, perfect skin. And then my dad had like a lot of acne (laughs) growing up, but he like grew up like (laughs) really in in the countryside of Taiwan and like didn't care at all. And then of course, like the two daughters, we got really bad cystic acne and my brother's like chilling over there. And so that was like such a struggle for me in college, and there were so many things that I would do. I would go tanning to dry it out and I to cover to the, cover the acne scars um, on my chest, my back, my face. It was oh, like so it was everywhere. That bad. I'm not yeah. familiar with cystic acne. Yeah, it's it was really really bad, and and I would you know put on these really harsh medications, and I would pretty much do everything not healthy, but everything unhealthy that I could do Mm -hmm. to try to cover that up. Um, And so when I graduated college, I worked in finance and I was working really long hours, like, you know, 16 hour, 18 hour days easily. And And you were in Manhattan at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I lived in New York City um, and I lived in Flatiron and I was basically waking up every day and putting on Cetaphil which is what I was prescribed. And I was- Like the
0: lotion with like the blue-
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I would have to do that, put it on in the dark because when I put it on, my face would sting so badly (gasps) that my eyes would water and the light would really bother me. And then my face would turn bright red afterwards. This is like every single day. So bright red afterwards. You must have really looked forward to waking up in the morning. Yeah, (laughs) a wonderful experience, yeah. And I would basically wait 10 minutes for the redness to go away slab on with a brush and liquid, like liquid foundation, just foundation everywhere. Like I was actually painting my face and then I would walk out the door. And that was, I mean, as you can imagine, just like such a painful experience. I don't even think I realized was that, I mean, there were many times where I like would break down crying and thankfully like my sister had gone, gone through the exact same thing. She's older than I am. And so and, and so even when we were younger, I remember when she was in high school, I was in middle school, she would wake me up and I'd be so pissed. She'd wake me up at like seven in the morning and be like, so you need to like cover my back or you need to help me. Do like my prom dress, you have to like cover this so I can wear this dress. And so I'd have to wake up and like slab makeup really messily (laughs) on her back. It was hilarious. But and I never did a good job and never took it seriously, which she got really mad about. But, you know, thankfully, I did have my sister and I were going through very we had very similar experiences when it comes to our when it came to our skin. And so, yeah, when I when I graduated and I was really doing that routine, sometimes I'd even take off my makeup in the middle of the day and do that whole thing again in the middle of the day at work because I felt like my makeup was like kind of dripping off and it was fading and my skin, I could feel my breakouts like worsening because there was just so much makeup on my skin that I felt like well, I so needed to So you're like,
0: like clogging your skin exactly. too by like applying so much makeup. So much makeup.
1: And, um, and, and it was really this, like, obviously physically tough, um, taking antibiotics and still having such bad acne, putting on so much makeup on my skin. But I think the worst part was mentally, um, just dealing with the impact of feeling like you have to cover yourself up before walking out the door every day. Um, so one day, you know, I was developing a bunch of Gut issues and was really nauseous. From all the antibiotics. All the antibiotics. Correct. Yeah. And um, my friend had recommended, you know, starting to look into more of like a holistic lifestyle. And my parents actually didn't know that we were on antibiotics and these medications because we got these prescriptions when we are in college. And honestly, like my mom has zero experience with acne. My dad had no access to doctors when he was yeah. in Taiwan. Like, and so they thought that we were being prescribed like acne medication, did not realize that they were antibiotics. The moment that they realized that they were antibiotics that we had been taking for several, several years, my mom like freaked out and like made us quit everything. Um, and so then I started looking into like food and healing my stomach. Uh, and really, kind of like put my skin aside because it was just like I have something more Is important that like to deal with.
0: Six-ish years ago, when you started to like make lifestyle no, changes. No, it was it was like
1: nine years ago. Oh, so a yeah, while. It was a it while ago. Okay. Yeah,
0: and then so like no one was worrying about that though. Like no one was realizing at that point in time that Like the foods that you eat and what you do like no, impact. Yeah, your skin. like it was
1: like totally very hippie quote-unquote like it (laughs) felt like very very um yeah like on my own Mm -hmm. not not even not not much on the internet at all no um and it was like anything would be like very like holistic special doctor you know that was not like a term and so it just felt very hippie um and so I was I was doing a lot of cooking and stuff like that which felt great um and then someone had recommended to me did you um, know sorry did you notice any changes by like immediately by like how you were cooking my body yeah um and i felt better but it was the thing is when you're on such harsh prescriptions for a while like you kind of stop being in tune with your body you know so i didn't realize like all these things were necessarily happening until they were like really really bad and i was getting nauseous like all the time and like it's just like simple things would be really did you have birth
0: control at the same time or did
1: you stay on that I stayed on birth control for another year after that. And then I cut it out. Um, And then so basically one day I had decided that I should try using some of these oils that I was cooking with or eating um, and try it on my skin. And that was something that was really scary because like everything that I used was always oil-free or non-comedogenic. And I think was, that most
0: people, when they hear like acne or like pimples, they don't immediately think oil.
1: They think the opposite. The opposite. It's like you have to be oil free. And so and that's like I would buy Clinique. I would buy Cetaphil, like all these things that would say non-comedogenic and oil free. Um, and then. When I tried it, oil, I was like really nervous, but I honestly, at that point, I was like, I have nothing to lose. Like, who cares if I break out a little bit more? It's not a big deal at this point. Um, And so I tried it and it was crazy because it was the first time, really first time that I put on moisturizer that didn't sting my face. And I didn't have a reaction to it, I didn't get red. Do you remember what oil it was? Yeah, so it it was a combination. So I used a combination of rosehip oil, avocado oil and coconut oil. And so the three of those combined, um, because I had done a lot of research on, on the the three oils separately. And then, and, and it was crazy because it really felt different. And the next day I woke up with like soft skin, not like dry and really like scratchy skin. Um, and then I, it was, it was literally in a day then I was like hooked. And so I started to like play around with like every and any um, ingredient that I could find and understand the composition and how it impacts skin and all that stuff and and really researching into a lot, asking people about them. Still a lot of like holistic practitioners, not like mainstream dermatologists or anything. And then, but, but at the same time, like, you know, I was still, my skin was healing, but it was still on that journey. And so I was working in finance and I started to I was covering stocks um at JP Morgan. That's uh, very exciting. Yeah, super exciting. I actually really liked it. I just knew that I wanted to start a company, but mm-hmm. if I if I didn't have that bone to itch, then I would have probably stayed in finance because I liked it. But I covered, you know, whole food stock um Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Annie's Mac and Cheese, that company when they went public, cool. we took them public. Um lots like just like every big food and retail company out there I covered um and it was really fun um, and that the most fun part for me was like I was like, oh my God, this like whole natural and organic thing is like so you saw really, the yeah, I like, saw it, and I was going to these shows and for fun, like fancy foods and stuff like that, for fun before I quit my job, and then I remember meeting who you know really well um emmy's organics and and ian sam
0: she's actually coming to be on the podcast i love
1: her they're like some of my dearest friends in the industry but um there were a couple people that i met at the shows where they were and they were so friendly and so nice and so excited and just doing cool things and i was like oh my god i met the founder of x company they're like huge you know like (laughs) i just like was so excited um and Honestly, I credit a lot of those people Ian from Emmys being one of them, um, because I met him actually before Sam and a couple other people to like really feeling like, okay, this is an industry that I think I want to be be a part of. Um, And then so but, you know, starting a skincare company, first of all, I was like fully making my own skincare at that point. But never thought in my head like i'm gonna make a skincare company were you ever
0: making it like giving it to friends or like oh yeah
1: yeah all of that um and but i never registered that like i wanted because i and i told my friend rachel that i wanted to start a skincare company like back in the day but i was like so nervous about skin my skin and insecure and you know, really just dealing with that impact of like from all those years of covering up my skin and still breaking out from time to time and feeling really nervous about that and just didn't see myself, one, as a consumer in the beauty industry. I was literally making my own stuff, so I wasn't consuming anything yeah, in the industry. You, like, fit and the I didn't industry. feel like I fit in, let alone as like a founder of a company, like just did not seem like something that, you know, would make me feel comfortable. So then. At one point, my friend and I decided to try, like, for two months, we tried to do, like, a banana ice cream recipe. Yeah, so we were making, meat. like, we were making recipes, and we were like, maybe this will be a company. And then I decided that, like, I actually didn't know if I was going to live in New York for the long term. And so that that probably didn't make sense with my friend because I just couldn't commit to being Did here. your friend
0: keep making banana?
1: No, she didn't. Now no, she she event. actually started an, an amazing like ready to wear company. Cool. Um, but now there's a bunch of banana ice cream companies. And I'm there's like, one here
0: in Hoboken if you want to go after. Yeah. <laughs>
1: done. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was really excited about it. But it was just kind of like, okay, there's a combination of like passion and like mm-hmm. me and my life being like, okay, I've lived in New York for four years. Like, I don't know if I want to be here forever. And I don't know if I should start a company here right now. Um, and so finally, I basically like convinced myself like there's the, this this whole thing about not fitting in the beauty industry, um, not finding products that I want to consume because I actually didn't want to be making my stuff like I was annoyed that I had to make my own skincare because I didn't have time. I was working like insane hours every weekend, every night. Um, and, but when I would go to the store, it was so frustrating because everything was, um, filled with all this stuff or it was like $40 for something that I knew didn't cost that much. And that was really starting to bug me in a way that finally I was just like, okay, you need to like, you don't even have to be out there as like the face of the brand or anything, just like start the company and like get the product out there. So that's really, which is funny now, cause I am so, like on stories and everything. You're,
0: yeah, especially at compared to most brands. Like obviously every brand's different, but you are
1: on that yeah, social media. I right? am. But it's funny because that was not the intention. And that was something that I was really nervous about. It was like specifically I wasn't gonna do that. Um, and I really credit Coco Kind and our community and our followers for giving me that confidence to be okay out there like that um, but you
0: like are the expert behind these products So like when you go on there and you show we'll get to this but, like when you show different tutorials like the airplane one that you showed us the other day in the bathroom was amazing and like everyone learns so much from yeah. what you're doing and like they know how to use your products and they see your skin glowing and especially if they know your story it's inspiring to them
1: yeah i mean I, and i'm so thankful i think but for me even to get there to that point it was because at one point i did it and people said like you know gave me positive affirmation or one time i talked about breaking out and people are like i relate to them x y you know all these stories and i was like okay there's like a whole group of people out there it gives you that not, push to talk about yeah it, like exactly any topic, yeah. and 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 to represent people and to give people that safe place that like you belong here you don't have to be somebody else you can be you here and we will actually help you be more of you instead of feeling like you need to cover yourself up before you walk out the door every day.
0: Yeah, 100%. But what made you go to San Francisco? So you were saying you don't want to be in New York. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know, Coco Klein is based in San Francisco. Yeah. Did you- like i don't know five years ago like that was a huge spot for like incubation and yeah has it always been like an area where brands were starting no, or did you just no. have an inkling on that as well
1: yeah no i mean look san francisco is not the most friendly place for a consumer startup you know like for, or tech for startup, like right. anyone in
0: general for anybody in general <laughs> if honestly. your car was yeah, get broken exactly.
1: into that happened to us <laughs> exactly i mean exactly it's just like it's a it's a tough place No, it was, so I grew up in Michigan and my family um, were Taiwanese and we would go to California a lot because there's a lot of good Asian food and we'd stop by there on the way to Taiwan. And so my family um, just would vacation a lot or try to do road trips to California, road trips in California. And so it was always a thing. And then my sister had moved from New York to Singapore, Singapore to SF. And so she was in SF and then I was just over in New York. I like, I I was like broke up with somebody, and then I just basically was just done with it, and I was like, I don't, I want to just leave. Did you quit J.P. Morgan at that time? And yeah. Move. Yeah, I quit. I actually went home to Michigan. This hysterical. Like I went home to Michigan for three months, and my parents were like. Okay, this is like, like now nice, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> great, like we're happy to have you. But like, and then like two weeks later, my dad was like, "But what are you doing? <laughs> like, are you?" I'm a starting a big company here. Yeah. Little do you know. And it was hard to. He was like, "But how are you going to do that?" <laughs> like, it was just like very, very funny looking back at that time. But they were really supportive at the end of the day. And then I moved to San Francisco and basically just, you know, decided to start the company.
0: What was the first product that you started? Like, what was the first one that had the label, like the CocoKind branding?
1: So, yeah, the first one that I started with was that first combination that I stuck by yeah. and still use, which is the facial repair oil, um, which has rose rosehip oil, the avocado oil, mm-hmm. and coconut oil. And then the rose water was also like- The rose
0: water toner was in the beginning mm-hmm. too?
1: Yep. I never realized yeah, that. Yeah, yep. That's like an OG OG and the cleansing oil um Which I is love like your face. <laughs> I can rank all
0: of my coke, favorite coke, cocoa kind products, which we can also get to as well. um I uh, w- before you came, I showered and I like used my oil to milk cleanser, yep. which I I was talking to your new social media. I don't know her exact. Martina, yes, yeah, Martina, yeah, and too, yeah. I. <laughs> she's like, do you want me? Do you need any products? Like five thousand oil to milk <laughs> cleansers because I use it for everything. Yeah. And I'm so who it like, in your body too. Yeah, my body. Yeah. I use it like on my feet, like on <laughs> my armpits, literally everywhere. It replaced the cleansing oil for me because I just like love it. Like yeah. I love the way it makes my skin feel. And yeah. I'm someone, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I grew up never washing my face.
1: Yeah.
0: You'll probably hate me, but like knock on wood, I've had probably five pimples my whole life. Yeah. Like I have very, very dry skin. Yeah. So from my perspective, anytime I'd wash my face, it would just dry it out even more. It just like didn't make me like look good or feel good. And I went to college and a few weeks in my like now best friend, <laughs> Marley was like, so wait, what do you use to wash your face? Like it looks so good. I've never washed my face in my life. Yeah. I like, had never washed it. And then I was looking back I and I found it, your email that you sent to me. The wow. first time you ever connected. Oh my gosh. It's still in my inbox. Wow. Well, I'm like, I'm I'm crazy with my inbox. Like yeah. everything is filtered. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like I had it and you had reached out to me and I remember getting your email and just saying to myself, oh, I don't need skincare stuff. Like I don't get pimples. Like that's literally in my like immature 24 year old <laughs> head. I don't need anything. My yeah. skin's perfect. Yeah. And then I started to be like, you know what? I'm going to like get wrinkles one day. I should probably start doing something. <laughs> that, yeah. I live in a disgusting city. And you have to start washing your face. But anyways, back to the oil to milk cleanser. That one has just changed my life. Yeah. No, it's, it's
1: actually interesting because I have a couple of friends like you that have never had like problematic skin and you are like so, so lucky and blessed and it's amazing and it's like, I'm so jealous. Um, at the same time, like a lot of people who don't have like any outright issues, like Feel they they are kind of late to the game on skincare because oh, you don't know, so late. It's it's the people who struggle right that are are mm-hmm. on this discovery path and constantly trying products and constantly like you know having issues and and so those um people like myself like I knew about X Y Z ingredients like when I was like seventeen you know yeah which is amazing but I was like forced to because it was you know it sucked but well, that worked <laughs> out you know? yeah it did yeah
0: so when you originally launched. I wanna know more about the product formulation. So when you first like created these products, like what were your first five kind products that have like still been mm-hmm. around that are yeah. still there today?
1: So this, the, the cleansing oil, mm-hmm. the rose water toner, the facial repair, the skin butter, the salve. I swear by that for my stretch marks, by the way, mm-hmm. for yep. when I,
0: I stretch mark very, very easily. Like I can show you my like tiger stripes on my ass and like my inner thighs. I rubbed that skin butter all over my stomach when I was pregnant for eight yeah. months. I don't have one stretch mark on my stomach. That's insane. Nothing. And I, I'll i show you like the difference. It's yeah. Really insane. That's Sorry, amazing. Yeah. And Another then the girl. salve, which is uh, like all purpose. And then
1: the lip balm. I like that. And that that, that was one's it. good for
0: callus on yeah. your feet. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Callus is disgusting, but it happens. Yeah. And I put that one on and then I put socks on it and then I sleep.
1: Totally. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Um,
0: but from a pr- okay, now I want to talk about the pricing. Yeah, because you brought that up before that when you were like looking for products, it would be forty dollars or something. You knew you could like DIY, like in your kitchen. Yeah, you are known for like making a product, making a product line that is affordable and sustainable, and people can trust the ingredients, but also feel like they're not breaking the bank. How do you do it? Like, what is your secret? And you and you go on sale in Whole Foods, where like it's not often you go on sale mm. but i have a feeling that those sales people probably go ape shit in yeah there. they do
1: yeah they really do <laughs> um and yeah we do like one summer sale a year and people actually go nuts so it's so hilarious we're like oh my, oh my god this cult. is crazy yeah so there's so much behind the pricing decision and it's interesting because, like, the question is, oh, is how are we able to do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of intentionality that goes be- that that goes into that. I think the f- the first part to start is like the beauty industry just being totally transparent here. Yeah. Like, the beauty industry has amazing profit margins, my company included, and most other companies too. And so, like. That it, that's what's hilarious about it is like we have such good pricing and we make so many decisions despite using better quality ingredients and lots of these companies that are charging five times, six times, seven times what we're charging. Um, I mean, we know the ingredients, you know, like we, we know what's in a product and how much it costs. We still are able to make money. You know, we've been a profitable company. And so it's not like, you know, we're creating a company that isn't able to make money because of our pricing. And so like that's something that I'm like super transparent about. It's like, yeah, we this is what works. This is a symbiotic relationship between business and consumers. You price something not because of that you can price it that way, but because that's what's fair to to cover the cost of goods, the labor, the blah blah blah, you know, all these things that go into trust you. Yeah. Go creating a product. But you have to be you know, you have to understand that as a as a beauty brand for me, like it's not. There's the first reason we're able to charge what we charge is because we don't just ask the question, "What can we charge for this?" That's the first thing. So to me, it's about okay, like the customer is extremely smart, and she, whether or not some of these companies think it or not, like she will get smart about what she's using. Always at the end of the day, the market will always rationalize. So let's not wait for a clean beauty to be every single product on the market and then be like, oh, you know what? Instead of charging $60, we're, we now need to lower our price to 40 and then to 20 or whatever, or like come out with like a lower priced line or something like that. Let's not do that. Let's just like be actually really long-term focused and create a brand that's going to be accessible and fairly priced um, while still being able to grow the company and, and to reinvest that profit in back into our consumers and new products. Um, So, so yeah, there's that. I mean, I think there's logistical things that, that we can talk about, but like, for instance, packaging, like we, and I've talked about this before, like we don't use custom packaging. So, you know, those bottles that are like really beautiful and they're crafted and they're unique to one brand you know our bottles they're not like revolutionary bottles or just bo- no, they're I bottles and yeah
0: new rebrand is amazing they're
1: beautiful but they're bottles and they're not special to coco kai like anybody can buy the bottles that we have um and that's a decision you know we're not going to pay three dollars for a custom no, bottle crazy. you know but
0: also like because of the price point it allows more of like an impulse purchase you know if i'm i don't really shop for skincare because i don't really have to like i literally just use your products and like when i'm walking in somewhere and i would pick up something it's like 70 something dollars right. i immediately just put it down I'm like i'm not gonna buy that but if i pick something up that's like less than 20 something dollars that allows me to be like okay like i'm going to purchase this and a lot of the time like the food i buy is more expensive than yeah. half the
1: stuff half of your stuff which is amazing totally. i mean that's the thing is like we want to lower the barriers to entry to clean mm-hmm. beauty um and you get people hooked. Yeah, my it's like getting people hooked and you get more people to try better yeah. products and at the end of the day. And so like it's it's we want to lower the barriers to entry. There's an education part of it that we want to lower the barriers to uh, obviously the pricing is is so big on that. And mm-hmm. um and that's just really important to us that we reach more people. Um, and it's not an exclusive thing. It's not something that is like aspirational. We're not aspirational at all. Like that's not who we are at all. Um, well, your everyday skincare yeah, for an
0: everyday person. exactly, Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but speaking a little bit about money and you are in a very unique situation where you're completely self-funded. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have any outside capital. I remember a little like naive me like a year or two ago because I do invest in some of the brands that yeah. I really believe in in the space. and when I was like making that list of brands to start connecting with about that, you were like one of the first ones and mm-hmm. I remember asking you and you're like, no, it's just me. Like, that is amazing, especially like watching you grow over mm-hmm. the last few years, knowing that you haven't taken outside mm-hmm. capital and have mm-hmm. been able to also just control your company mm-hmm. in all the ways. So do you want to, are you comfortable speak? First of yeah. all, are you comfortable speaking For a sure. little bit about that? Because yeah. I think also in the space, I was listening to a podcast last week and there was another female entrepreneur and like founder of a brand, and she said she has even a hard time getting outside capital because she's a female. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to hear kind of your perspective on on this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly the ecosystem of investors is is does not you know favor women generally. No, you need a penis base. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing that does really annoy me especially cuz i have so many so many of my best friends work in finance um women and mm-hmm. it frustrates me sometimes when i hear that like the x job is getting they didn't get extra jobs. i'm like you are literally the very best person to understand that type of job and invest in those companies and it makes me mad that there aren't more uh women investors but there will be but it is just finance is a hard industry and it's long hours and so there just needs to be more equity in terms of, yeah, the, the, the genders there. And so that's the first part is there's just not as many women investors. Um, but so for me, uh, yeah, we've been a completely self-funded company and, uh, I don't have anything against funding at all. And, but my thing about funding is that it is not the end, the end goal. Like a lot of companies, it's so glorified these days oh, X company raises $3 million off the bat, or X company raises $20 million Series A. And like, that's amazing, good for you, but that's not like the headline. The headline to me is like, how many customers are you able to reach and how many people love your products? And so for the past four and a half years, we've been doing this and that's what I've been concentrated on. And that's what I will always be concentrated on no matter what our situation is. And it's a means to end, an end, but it's not the goal. And and so to the extent that funding helps any company reach more customers and do their thing bigger, better, too. grow faster, all for that. But to the extent that that's like the target, then it doesn't make sense. And so for us as a beauty company, like we were able to scale one by one, one customer at a time, one retailer at a time. And because of that we've been able to like run a company that actually spends what we have and just you know we got a little we spent a little we got a little bit more we spent a little bit more and like that's just the cycle that we've been on um and and it's worked for us and thankfully i think it's it's really helped um especially in the first 5 years of the business like ground us and make sure that we understand our consumers make sure we understand the business and make Decisions and and create like really definitive values for what we stand for. Um, And going forward, whether or not we continue or we decide to take on funding one day, it's still. I'm, I'm just so happy that we have this really strong foundation set that we know that we will never stray away from the values that that we have. And I think that experience of kind of doing it and having that control and and learning all those lessons and having to bootstrap one by one is like it's a very invaluable lesson it's beyond impressive though too just because you know
0: you're in i feel like when the most consumers don't realize this and when they like pick up your product they probably think it's like now you're you're in whole food like you know Mm that's impressive they probably look at me like oh my god like this is such a big company but it's been you this whole time like really running it and
1: Mm
0: -hmm. seeing you grow from like an outsider perspective has been amazing like now you have a team that you're running and You have that control over what you're doing, Mm -hmm. which allows you to stay true to your brand too. Yeah. But do you ever have those moments when you doubt yourself? Maybe we are going to have to take outside capital next year or like if I want to get to like point A from point A to point B, like am I going to be able to do that on my own
1: or you like always have the confidence in your brand? So two, yeah, I guess like very two different questions for me is like, yeah, do you have the confidence in your brand mm-hmm. and, and where we're going? And then separately it'd be like, are you gonna continue being um, completely bootstrapped? And so very- Thank you
0: for clearly articulating my two- no, 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 <laughs> but like it is true
1: though. Like some people do get nervous that they will need fundraising. For us, like yeah. I don't feel nervous about the company like needing, like our path will not be set by funding or no funding. Um, we can do exactly what we want to do without funding um, funding to me is an interesting opportunity when I think about us becoming a bigger and bigger brand and 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 really going from a good place that we're at right now being you know having a strong direct channel and being in every whole foods every target that's it's it's amazing um but when I think about funding and just relationships and support in my everyday there is a part of me that's like okay you know the same way that we have a lot of people on our team now and that it changes everything when you have a team it changes everything when you have people that you know have some expertise doing helping you do what you do and so um to me, it's not really about the money because we don't really need that. We don't even have debt, never had debt in the That's company's amazing. history. So there's, if it's about the money, there's a lot of different mechanisms that, that we, can, we can do um, if we want to accelerate growth and, it's, and we need financials to do so. Um, but it's actually about so much more. It's about the support for our brand and the whole ecosystem. And that's when that's something that I feel like a, a journey that I'm I'm trying to figure out right now and see like for us to get from here to a really like as the leading clean beauty accessible brand, like how do we get there? And um, that requires me like maybe widening my perspective versus what I've been doing before. So, yeah, I don't really have an answer there, but I think it's something that We are thankfully in a really strong position to be able to make a decision for the best of our consumers, for the best of the company that I started by myself, you know, working in whatever, my sister's couch. And like that's still the company that we are today.
0: Which is so rare, by the way. Yeah. Especially as someone who partners with a lot of brands in this space. I watch them grow and everyone's journey's been so different. But there are definitely a lot of brands that change along the way and some evolve for the better, you know, mm-hmm, totally um, for sure. But then some, I also, I get to the point where I'm just kind of like, I can't handle mm-hmm. this anymore. Like yeah. it's too many changes. The growth like gets to you, but you guys have stayed very like mm-hmm. modest. And
1: yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we, the, we have changed since the beginning and it's been, and, and to the extent we will always change. And that's something that I was, I say constantly is that. You can't just like define your brand and the values. You have to like constantly work for it. So, in the example of like sustainability is such a good example with this. Like, we pride ourselves on making as sustainable as choices as possible when it comes to packaging. Um, But that also doesn't mean that we're not going to continuously work for it and change and grow. And our sugarcane tubes are is is a is a perfect example. We have tubes that are made on sugarcane and bioplastic, and they're recyclable right now. They're not biodegradable, but we are constantly trying new bioplastics to see what is compostable, what is not. And and is it going to hold up? And and we failed a lot of times with like certain bioplastics that just haven't worked and they aren't able to actually hold the product, which is obviously not okay. Um, But technology is changing and there's more innovation happening. So we will constantly change and we're doing a product next year that right now, you know, what we're going to end up doing is like we're going to run half of it on a new compostable type of packaging, half of it on regular. And, and just tell people like, this is what we're working on. This is like, we're investing in this. It may work. It may not like seven months later, this may, yeah, (laughs) we'll see, but it's like, we're going to, we're going to continuously try. And so that's the thing about brand values. And as you change, like you should change because you should keep up and you should, you should be at the forefront of learning about all these things. Um, And that's, I think that's such a big responsibility that we have as being a conscious brand um, and, and really acting for our consumers. And, but hopefully it, it's about like the intent, is the intent still the same? And for us, that's always gonna be, you know, yes.
0: To change things up a little bit, cause I know that as a like, if I was listening to this podcast, I would wanna know all of your skincare tips and tricks yeah. and like everything. And I was talking to a friend this morning and I go, do you have any questions for Priscilla? And her <laughs> question was, Thank you, Katie, for this question. um <laughs> What are your three tips that you can implement every day mm-hmm. that would be good for your skin, and like not product related? Yeah, we'll get to something. Yeah,
1: then. but like three things you could just like do that'll better be better for your skin. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that there's. I mean, I've I have so many. It's so hard to say three. But wait, one. you can name as many you want. Like, I have like. Kicks, you know, and I'm recently on like new yeah, what's your and stuff. Latest, my latest, latest kick is like I just douse my food in olive oil, and olive oil, yeah, it's okay. just like extra virgin olive oil. Yeah, extra virgin or? Okay. olive
0: oil. I feel like I'd get be the guess specific
1: i just think that like healthy fats are so so good for your skin and and your gut and therefore your it's they're good for your skin but they're also good for your gut which is then therefore good for your skin i feel like
0: yeah i was gonna say it's like a twofold whatever is good for your gut is gonna be exactly yeah on your skin
1: so olive oil is like something new to me like i'll put it into soup i'll put it in like like i was at I was at a restaurant the other day and asked for olive oil, and the person was like, "You're crazy! Like this is not go with olive." Oh, I asked for. I was having French
0: fries. You <laughs> dipped French fries in olive oil. Stop!
1: French olive oil. The person looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, "No, no, no, yeah!" And then he tried to take away the olive oil from me, and I was like, "No, no, I'm still working on it." Um, were they thin cut fries or thick cut fries? They were thick. Oh. So it was yummy, and it, and I was really used to it now, so that's been like my newest kick, other than that, I would say like um obviously staying hydrated but then and and then the other thing is like one delivering the hydration to your skin and then sealing it up from the outside elements, and so that is depending on what you're looking for, but just like general protection on an everyday basis, like you want to provide. A film for your skin that's hopefully not too heavy um and something that your skin can can get get used to um that protects it from like all the outside elements from when we walk outside or go outside of our homes every day um so i think that's generally because because thing about it is like for me it's always about like water loss and like you know when you lose a lot of water content in your skin which happens every single day um you, your thin, your skin will thin out or your skin will, will become drier and then things will show more. Um, and so trying to keep as much of that hydration and that water loss in your epidermis is really, really um, is, is important.
0: Let's take a little short break to talk about some snacking, some cooking, and some baking. You guys know that is forever my bread and butter, so it would only be fitting for me to take a little interruption from this podcast episode to talk to you guys about one of my absolute favorite brands in the entire universe. You're not going to be surprised when I tell you who it is after seeing me post about them for over four years on my blog and Instagram, but Simple Mills. They are – game-changing. They have been an industry leader in terms of revolutionizing the baking mixes, cooking mixes, ready-to-eat snacks. Every year and every few months, they really come out with these new products. And I'm like, how do you do it? But let's step back a little bit in case you're like, what is Simple Mills? Like, What do they make? Well, thank you so much for asking. All of Simple Mills' products are completely gluten-free, grain-free, non-GMO, And they don't have any gums or anything creepy in their ingredient lineup. They're the type of product where you can pick up anything that they have, turn to the back to look at the ingredients, and you're like, wow, you guys are awesome. I can trust really anything you make. I make so many different things in the kitchen using their almond flour baking mixes, their cooking mixes. I snack on their almond flour crackers, especially the cheddar ones that taste like Cheez-Its every single day. Literally Jordan's like, Rachel, you opened that box yesterday. How has it gone already? They're crunchy cookies. They're soft baked cookies. But when it comes to my most recent obsession with their snacking, let's talk a little bit about their soft baked bars. When I was at Expo East in, in September, yeah, a few months ago now, I was told that Simple Mills was going to be launching a new snack of sorts. And when I went over to their booth, I saw that they had these soft baked bars, four different flavors, spiced carrot cake, nutty banana bread, dark chocolate almond, and chunky peanut butter. Are you salivating yet? Because I am just even like speaking about these again. And the best part is the ingredients. I can't get over how they continue to make these products made with real ingredients that you would use in your own home. The Chunky Peanut Butter Bar, for example, has is made with nut and nut flour blend of peanuts, almonds, organic coconut, sweetened with honey. There's a seed blend with sunflower, flax, and chia seeds, a little bit of organic coconut oil, egg whites, sea salt, like I can't, baking soda, no gums, no fillers, no things that I don't know what they are, don't know how to pronounce. It's amazing. Lately, I've been microwaving the, either the banana bread one or the chunky peanut butter one for a few seconds in the microwave, or you could put it in the oven if the microwave isn't your thing, totally fine, and drizzling some nut butter on top or dark melted dark chocolate. Oh my God, you will thank me. Or you can have the Spiced Carrot Cake one with a little dollop of coconut ice cream warmed up. Yeah, now we're talking. You can find all of their products in Whole Foods on their website, Amazon. I'll link to them in the show notes. And in case you need a little bit of recipe inspo using some of their amazing cooking and baking mixes, you can snag so many recipes using their products on my blog, There are paleo everything bagels on there using the pizza dough mix because that is how versatile their products are. Okay. We'll get back to this episode now. But please don't forget Simple Mills. They are amazing. And thank you guys so much for sponsoring this podcast. Now, as you're talking, I'm staring at your forehead. Because (laughs) (laughs) I pulled this one. I'm literally staring at your forehead because I'm like fixated right now on Botox. Okay. and. I had a baby. I feel like my eyes have never looked more dead underneath. No, no, no. I like feel internally so dead that I feel like like radiate sometimes on my skin. But I'm gonna I don't wanna like make assumptions, but I'm gonna assume that you're like not the biggest fan of Botox. Or yeah. are you, like, what are your thoughts on it?
1: So my thoughts on Botox well, one, like I'm just so I'm very uncomfortable with just saying I'm a fan or not fan of anything. Okay. Beauty, period. Like even when people, I mean, I mean, I guess I will say I'm not a big fan of like taking antibiotics or something for your skin. But like, I still believe, and even when people email me and they're on Accutane, they're on antibiotics or whatever for their skin. Like, I always, I think it's important for people to come to their decisions by themselves and to and 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 to to not feel judged in any direction um because i completely understand when people want to get botox or they want to get uh you know whatever procedure like anywhere, anything yeah. yeah it's like you do you and i i just really I, in terms of the like the science behind it of botox honestly i don't know much about botox um but I also just, I wouldn't judge somebody or I wouldn't say I don't believe it. So you don't like
0: cringe at no. like the thought of it or anything? Not, so that's absolutely That's why not. I love you. You're yeah. just like so open-minded. And yeah, open-minded I mean, everyone. I
1: just think it's like, I think it's important to like allow people the space to Make their do what they want and like, yeah, like you can live a healthy and like life full of wellness yeah. and that doesn't mean that you don't like have a do anything wine wine or go tequila yeah. or do shots or like whatever you know like I
0: always like the thing I'm like a happy medium of like crunchy hippy dippy but like when I need to do something that's like not holistic and like whatever like I go to the $10 place for to get my nails done and like yeah it's like not clean but
1: it yeah, is what it is like exactly 80% of the time I'm fine and exactly I really just don't care exactly and I, I so I don't believe in like strict kind of guidelines like that of course I always encourage like yeah. oh if you're using ZFL, like like, my fiance is using, like, I, I don't even know what, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God. He, like, bought Irish Spring the other day soap.
0: Oh, man, I'm that's like, Jordan, the green soap? <sighs> that's his, we were I talking know. about it yesterday because he know. ran out of soap. He goes, Rach, hey, do you have any body wash for me? And, like, yeah, I use my oil to milk cleanser. Yeah. He goes, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? That's your response to you Just try it. Yeah, yeah, And in college, that's all Jordan would use, and I hate the smell of it. It's, like I can like ingredients aside i just hate the smell
1: of it it smells gross i agree and the look of it and everything and so <laughs> like he you know he has and like that is something i mean i'll judge him because you know He's we're, your fiance we're in the same Priscilla's
0: house recently engaged oh <laughs> <my God. laughs>
1: i'm really shy about that um but anyways so yeah like i i just feel like that i'm like not a fan of but other than that like if it's outside of my home mm-hmm. people do whatever they want to do and i'm okay with it so i would tell you like do your re- I, I, for me i'm not yeah. an expert on botox whatsoever so i don't know but if you um did your research on it and you trusted the person who's doing it and yeah. i don't know if you something you want to so do your forehead do I- is
0: just perfect
1: it's not it's no, not it's so i definitely perfect. have wrinkles but i also you know, I am I am Asian, and so that helps a little bit. Know, but I'm not going to stereotype you. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, you know, I, my mom, if you saw my mom, though, like, it's just insane skin. Like, her skin is oh really so fine, and I mean, oh, I think sun amazing. protection is a really big thing for her. We are yeah, launching I, a sunscreen. I,
0: I, I know, I've been waiting for, like, three <laughs> I know, years. Same. I wasn't even going to bring it up, because no, I just don't I know what's happening. Same. I don't know what's going on. And it, you're also happening. launching something else I know of that I've been, like, jonesing about, but I don't want to say it. But, this will be live in like within the next like month oh yeah so. that thing is ridiculous so i can talk about yeah no, okay cool but yeah it's, um it's but exciting. i'm really excited selfishly because that's <laughs> gonna be amazing along with sunscreen um but you spoke a little bit about your fiance now speaking of like men's yeah. skincare have yeah. you ever thought about making like men targeted or male targeted skincare products
1: um so i think before we do that what we want to make sure people understand um is the difference between like men's skincare and women's skincare yeah, because really. sometimes it's branding, sometimes it's actual product, you know? And like yeah. um from my experience, like men don't like using oils as much as women, or just like really, you know, there's there's a lot of training that's involved there. And so um like next year, for instance, we're launching a cream and like that's a product that we want to make sure that people know that like um like this is a product that works really well for men and women. So we just want to bring men into the conversation um, versus segmented because there are structural differences between, um, men and women's skin, but there's also a, it's, it could be a change in routine, not necessarily a change in product. Um, and as we continue to develop our products, we just want to be more and more, uh, mindful of that. So like a cream, like Brian's obsessed with this cream that we're, um, making for next year. He's
0: used it for like his hands, his face. No, his
1: face. Yeah. Right. and And he's like obsessed with it. And so I'm like, that's, Going to be such a great opportunity to make sure that everyone, whether you're clean or not, or a woman or a man, like whatever it is that like you um, can l- enjoy this product. So that's what I think we're more interested in is just making sure we're opening up our product range to include everyone. Now,
0: Jordan uses like a beard oil sometimes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. There are there any of your oils that you think would be like a good? Replacement for beard oil. It's okay if you don't know anything about beard. It's like I don't know, like an aftershave oil
1: almost. Yeah, I mean, so we are launching something in the holiday season that will be really, really good for that specifically. So many goodies. I know we have so much coming out, so that one's going to be really cool. um So I'd stay tuned for that. Yeah,
0: I'll obviously. Check. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, how many products are you coming out with though in the next? So we have this like, so we're launching this um shipping program in november uh early november where basically you pay a flat fee i'm like an, i don't even i'm just like announcing stuff for the first time but basically you you oh my god
0: exclusive yeah this is yeah. Exclusive yeah, exclusive here in rachel's bedroom <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um unplanned announcement but yeah so we're launching a shipping program where basically you pay 45 dollars and you get free shipping for the year and you get our coco kind special edition hat you get a birthday sale. You get you know a free trial with every order. Things like that, almost and like a so, membership. Yes, but okay. yeah, exactly. Um, and then so we're launching that, and then pretty much after that, we have back to back launches. I mean, for a Martina couple was weeks. telling me, I was yeah.
0: I always ask when I'm catching up with the brand. So anything new in the works? And I always expect like nothing or like one thing. Yeah. She was on a roll on that call, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> and then she's like, "What's new with you?" And I'm like. <laughs> I was a nice shit this morning. Like, I got nothing for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. Yeah. We that's have amazing. like actually a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been a busy year. But but next year is going to be even more. So get just get ready for that. I'm so ready.
0: Now, do you launch usually exclusively yourself online or in? Do you ever launch products just in Whole Foods or Target?
1: Um. We usually do online first, but we mm. have that's like
0: tested or.
1: Both. Sometimes it's a timeline thing. Like uh, the retail, like people always ask us about this and it's like, uh, we we should totally do a segment on this on stories, but it's like, um, so one, like we do love the website because it is a direct conversation with our customer. Um, But separately from that um retailers have a schedule they put new products in yeah. certain months of the year sometimes once a year or twice a year yeah, so reset calendar yeah exactly so. so they have a calendar and so like if you miss that or if you don't have a product that's ready by that you have to wait another year so it's not always like us it's not always us holding back it's because we're we work with their timelines but do
0: retailers ever ask you for like an exclusive product just to them
1: yeah, I mean, they would love that. Um, yeah, I think we're at the it. point where we're just like, okay, we we have so much going on, and like mm-hmm. we we yeah we are not we're not you know, like, there that. yet. Yeah.
0: Um. Now, but back to my dark circles and wrinkles on my forehead. What is like? Say you wake up in the morning, and especially adjusting to life with Ezra, and for a while, like lack of sleep and just feeling so blah, and I feel like sometimes. All like when I wake up in the morning, a couple hours later, like I feel like my face just like feels dead, whether it looks dead or it doesn't. What are like three of your products that I could apply to my face to like wake the fuck up and mm-hmm. just like feel like I have a little bit more of a glow? I have a gas mm-hmm. in my head,
1: mm-hmm. but I want you to tell me. So you're really gonna? I, it's just like crazy that we can't talk about it yet. But the re- you're no, really you gonna currently- <laughs> love the one I know, but the one that we're launching in November, you're really gonna love, but separately. Well, in November um, what? What, November twelfth, twelfth. Yeah. Okay, not well, official, so don't. Yeah, I actually. Okay. Yeah, I don't, like mark calendar, yeah don't mark the calendar. Yeah, don't mark
0: the calendar. Sometime in November um, before Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, before Thanksgiving,
0: like three things that you have right now that I could like use. Yeah.
1: So, what I would do is probably. So this is, I mean, typically what I do is I will cleanse. Um, but sometimes I just cleanse with a toner, and I'll. With the rose water toner or the raspberry, um, but on. And I've never pen. used the raspberry really? one because no, no. Hear me out.
0: I'm allergic to raspberries oh. internally. Like, I mean, yeah. If like I eat a raspberry, so I'm yeah. nervous if I put it on my skin. Like, what would happen? But I've never used it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess if if you're allergic, to raspberries, I don't know. I would I'm just like it's it. not worth yeah. it. But you can use a toner on a cotton pen and then you can just okay. like spray it separately onto your skin okay and then glow essence spray it. you can My spray favorite. it like right after too mm-hmm. and then just pat the both of them in and that just like is so refreshing that this is awesome it feels like really hydrating and and awakening as well and it is for your skin and then and then of course the i mean i don't it's just hard to do three only but like because I have like a whole thing, you know. Listen, it's like,
0: I'm giving you like minimum. So the more you want to oh, say, okay. the better. So, like, People want the details. Today,
1: like this is actually what I did today. I use a cotton pad and raspberry vinegar toner to wash my face. Then I sprayed my face with a shit ton of rose water. Then I use a glow essence and I did one spritz of that. Then I use our vitamin C serum, two drops of that, and then I use our chia oil. And then I put a sunscreen on that we're testing. And that's basically my routine that sounds so oh, similar and then to mine. my matcha under the eye i mean yeah, yeah it's, it's like that's that's what it is it's not hard um do you remember when you had the
0: colors yes <laughs> are you ever gonna come out with more makeup you think yeah yeah not like not short term no but like um uh, but yeah it's something i can it's look forward to like yep. down the ride yep, 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 um because yep. i haven't worn any makeup since I mean, you have- my cookbook tour yeah. i mean sorry my cookbook that didn't happen yet <laughs> Since my cookbook photo shoot last September. Yeah. That is the last time that I wore makeup. And I've attended weddings and everything. I just go looking like a ghost. I love, and love. That's amazing. No, I mean, it's good for your skin. Like, yeah. what, what do you do for your skin? Like, literally, like, now I wash it. But yeah. I don't put makeup on it. Yeah. Um, when you just, like, discontinue the colors. I was, remember how upset I was? Yeah, you were I was devastated. really, really upset. <laughs> um, But I, like, don't even know where to begin with makeup so you'll have to fill me in after this and like where I should buy some makeup. Cause yeah. I have a I'm going to Lisa's wedding yeah. in a month and I own nothing to put on my face to go to a black tie wedding, which yeah. like I draw the line there
1: besides my highlighter.
0: Yeah. Which is all I wear in video shoots.
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly with makeup, it's like, it's, it's such a hit or miss. And I feel like I'm still like testing various things. But you look
0: like like you always look beautiful, but like your skin looks on point today. Like with what you have to glow. Do you have the highlighter on? Yeah, I have that.
1: Crazy. And then I which one I so chocolate and then I had them. Um, and oh, actually, I forgot that I put this today too, so it's a little bit like sunset. Um, and so I have it's that like you're in vacay here yeah. in New York. And then I brought my friend's mascara because I actually don't own a mascara right now. I'm staying with my like... so I don't know, it's just like it's hit or miss a little bit, and so I, I also. I'm wearing makeup today because I had to go to, I did like a, a Yahoo financing, but usually I don't no, wear No, no, you're like, here
0: to see me. That's why you yeah. have makeup on. You had to impress
1: me. But I was to judge My it-
0: dad told me I have a face for radio, so <laughs> that <happened>. up. <laughs> I'm not
1: yeah. kidding. When I told him that the first time I was ever going to be on a podcast, he was like, Yo, you have a face for radio. Oh I'm my, my face, God. Man. Classic dad joke. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm i also typically when I'm at work, like Samara today, she saw me, she's like, oh, yeah, I see you working. Oh, no, today. Samara, you
0: mean your chief of staff? Yes, she's my chief of <laughs> yeah, staff. Yeah, Priscilla's like, mom. I'm bringing my chief
1: of staff tomorrow. Rachel thought I was bringing like seven people.
0: <laughs> and I literally like looked at the message and said to George, Priscilla said she's bringing like a chief of staff tomorrow, but I don't know if she realizes I live in a 1,000 square feet and like, Ezra's here. I'm like, what's a chief of staff going to do here? <laughs>
1: It um, sounds so professional, like and she's like the sweetest yeah. girl that comes. in I'm she's like, oh, best. you can sit on the couch; it's fine.
0: Yeah, shout out to her.
1: Um, no, she's literally lifesaver, um, just professionally and emotionally. No, that's work. amazing. Um, so really, really, really helpful. You but,
0: still don't have an assistant, though,
1: right? No, but I feel like it's one of those things where I don't really need one. Like, I still book my trip. Like, yeah, like sometimes it gets annoying when I have to like my calendar and stuff like that but I'm like relatively I don't know there's other fish we do yeah I couldn't agree and do you feel like you'd be babysitting someone um no I just feel like oh, I I, do. I don't I don't I just I'm not at the point yet where I'm like oh my god I can't book this flight like yeah I'll book a flight agree. on delta for five it'll take me two minutes at 11 PM. you know it's not a big deal right now I'm a control freak like I can't yeah like I don't know. Once it gets to the point where it's like, if I feel like it's actually taking away like time, then then of course I'll do it. But I'm. It's. Like, I don't have like this crazy lifestyle or anything. So yes, you do.
0: Not really. You go amazing. to Saint Barth like every weekend. Oh right,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've
0: actually never been there. I've never been there either, and I'm trying to pick somewhere to go for my thirtieth birthday. And that was like on the
1: thirtieth birthday.
0: I know it is. Happy <laughs> birthday, Nicole. <That's
1: laughs> good, Nicole. Um. Yeah.
0: The thing I knew so, that jeez,
1: before know, you, like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Shit. i mean, I'm like, That was a pretty, uh, pretty good guess, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, the plane. I feel like what I heard it, to Saint Barths is like insane, right? Isn't that the place where like you would go on a tiny plane? I don't even know, but yeah, I, I, yeah.
0: I, I'm not cool enough to like get an invitation
1: to go to Saint Barths on Real Housewives. I
0: want to. Oh, then, then we should definitely know. go then. Um, I actually <laughs> want to go to Amanjiri. Have you oh heard my- of it? I
1: mean. Obvi, that's insane. That was my goal. It was th- $3,300 a night. Oh, my God.
0: And it's so for you, it's probably a little bit easier to get to. But it's like I'd fly to Las Vegas and then drive four hours to go to a place that I could afford for five seconds. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit. Yeah, it's like a little more challenging. That
1: three, $3, we that $3,300. We can all share the room. And we'll be there for an hour. So, yeah. Um, it just looks ridiculous.
0: Um, You were about to answer a question that I asked, but now I'm not even fully hmm. remembering um what I was asking you. But
1: something about skincare, probably.
0: Yeah, I think that's in the topic of, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: of the why. podcast. Skincare. I don't um, know.
0: Okay, so you have a lot of stuff coming out yeah. next year, yeah. end of this year, and beyond. Yep. Can you can you I'm gonna ask you actually to pick five. Someone is new to Coco Kind. Yeah. And they like have you know, they've heard of you, they've seen you posted on Instagram, they like see all these, I don't like the term influencer, but they see people on Instagram. Posting about it and like they probably see me like talking about how annoying I am in my bathroom like about oil smoke cleanser all the time. What are the five products someone should invest in from Coco Kind if they're just getting started? And just I know asking me these because these are actionable items and questions that people crave. Like as a podcast junkie, like I want people to like tell me this is what you need and this is what this is why. Okay, so five basics. So
1: I'm going to start with like everybody's basics are different you know but based, based on your skin you know mm-hmm. and like some people have different things that they're trying to Well, you tackle. can list to
0: like so you but, could say but, like a cleanser and then name for like right. oily and
1: dry right so so the basic there's basic three steps cleansing toning and moisturizing um and then sorry spf so in so i would i would choose a cleanser um you know you're a big fan of the oil to melt cleanser the cleansing oil also works so think the oil to melt cleanser we specifically wanted to launch to like allow people to like wash their face. Um yeah. and the oil cleanser, you you can't. You you remove it with a a washcloth or a cotton pad. And so, you know, that's that's a cleanser. I think on the toner front, I think our rose water is just like such a great item, especially for um, yeah, it's just like you can use it in every single part of your your routine. You could it can mm-hmm. be a cleanser, it can be a toner, it can be Added to your moisturizer. it could set your makeup. So it's just like every. You could set your makeup, like put it on after. So put your makeup on and you can like spray. put it like a foot away from your face and then spray it and it'll help set your makeup. That is awesome. And so like that product is just like so all purpose to me. I use it. I use the rose water every single day um the my matcha i have like a million everywhere i go i'm like the i i don't know you were applying it to your lips when you came in yeah i have it i'm surprised i don't have it in my pockets right now but i usually have like i'm carrying at least two or three my matches. (laughs) um so that is just such a you know whether you use as a lip balm or use it under your eyes or dry spots like wherever it is it's it's so useful um and then i would say so that's three so far um out of a moisturizer or um when you when you start to talk about like adding in that moisture so right now i would say i i think our vitamin c serum has really changed my skin so like that is a product that i think is really effective for people who are looking for brightening and that moisture i've been
0: playing on my like melasma yeah are you liking it yeah, but like there's no thing to help melasma right now. Yeah, it's so tough. I, we get that
1: question a lot. Um
0: and- I love you, Ezra, but like thanks, man. <laughs> to me it, it happened postpartum, yeah. which is like no, I feel like it's really stinky common. side. Yeah. Um, but I also been doing tell everyone the
1: turmeric thing. The turmeric, yeah. Like, so the turmeric stick also is in, in incredible. So when I use it when I'm breaking out or to reduce the appearance of like hyperpigmentation or dark spots and stuff like that. So yeah, like if you're specifically having that problem then the turmeric stick is going to be great for that i don't know i just i'm already talking about like six products now and then you know maybe the chia oil or something the oil. And maybe the highlighter
0: <laughs> so just that like the whole <laughs> website okay like, bye yeah,
1: just look at the website
0: the one product you actually <laughs> didn't talk about a lot was the cmos exfoliator
1: oh yeah I and the brow the bomb the brow bomb's my yeah. favorite one of yeah. my favorites i should say the cmos exfoliator is so 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 nice um i don't use it every day i probably use it like mm, two to four times a week um so still a lot. Have I ever told you what I use that for? Mm, I think I, I might have like, a
0: while ago. I feel like you have It's a okay bit though. Um, so I like wax my bikini area right. and like during the interim, it gets really itchy. Yeah. And I exfoliate my like upper bikini yeah. area yeah, using yeah. it and it really helps because yeah. I go to like a toxic, like gross place yeah. to wax my bikini. Yeah. And they always tell me to like buy their exfoliator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like yeah. I have this. And like also like yeah. I, I like I say, I pick my battles. Like yeah. I'm like crunchy, but not totally. So I put that on and it really helps that area, yeah. which yeah. is amazing. Totally.
1: I mean, it's just so good for taking off dry skin without like stripping away too much. Mm-hmm. Um and it's really fine and that's yeah, three ingredients that yeah. are pretty incredible. So that exfoliator is is definitely underestimated. And we should it talk is. about that more. Um and then what was the, Oh, the problem. Yeah, the problem's amazing. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly on an average day I'm using like I'm not even exaggerating. I'm probably using eight eight no me products too products a day.
0: I'm gonna show you my bathroom when we're done yeah. so you could like see the like corner because it actually looks like how it looks on Instagram. It's scary. Yeah,
1: I believe it. <laughs> it's a rainbow. My
0: like I was gonna say like cleaning lady, but someone's gonna write me a me message that I have a cleaning lady. But I invest in one every, every once a month. And she probably thinks I'm like a hoarder because it's like this rainbow
1: alongside yeah, of my yeah, bathroom. That's right. Yeah, that's how I mean, I have that. And then I have a whole nother tray of like <laughs> mysterious white bottles I'm testing. Yeah, like Ooh, literally my that's bathroom fun. is insane. Like Brian is always like, OK, his corner has like nothing. Well, he has now. He's Irish soap. It's and fine. Yeah, and then my side has like all the co stuff and all these like unlabeled white jars and bottles and everything that I'm testing. Which is definitely fun, but you you have to balance it a little bit with your skin, like figuring out you know not overwhelming it too much. Because I'll like I'll try like some products in any given week. Um, but yeah, that's what I try. I mean, I think that for people who are new to clean beauty, like so there there's a different set of recommendations. But generally, it's like you want to find and try things, and starting at night is a good time to bring in a new product into your routine. Um, versus like putting them on in the morning and then you don't have to if you get a new product this is for cocoa miner generally any product like you don't have to like buy it and then go ham and use it like twice a day every single day at the day you get it i like binge everything yeah no i mean it's 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 that's the natural inclination to do that but it's probably best to like ease your skin into it so like use that night and maybe skip the next day do it again and then do it again you know and and build that tolerance for your skin because anytime your skin takes on something new it's Affecting the pH. And if you're not used to using oils or a cream or a prebiotic ingredient or whatever it is, like you may need a little bit of a, a adjusting time. Your skin will get there, but it just you don't want to like overwhelm it and freak it out too too quickly.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then also one of the last things, it's interesting to me that you have baby products. Um, and I in case anyone's wondering what Ezra's skincare routine is, I yeah. use the oil smell <laughs> cleanser for Ezra, especially yeah. when we're traveling yeah him and i share everything yeah and then i use the baby oil for him mm-hmm. and i use the skin butter yes on him totally. too yeah and he gets a massage literally oh, every day i know i back as my next. so come coming back as that's where my next life <laughs> and be used the oil like to comb his hair yeah. like now that he's getting hair and it like yeah. helps stick it into place oh my god and no it's amazing he loves everything too because i'm i'm allergic to everything so i grew up not using most things also which i should have mentioned before when i don't wash my face i'm Highly allergic to most skincare and yeah, makeup. Yeah. Um. And so I'm real actually nervous to use things for him, other than like your products and like a couple other ones that I know are just like simple ingredients and like I can trust them.
1: Yeah. Plus he likes. So I feel he like does love like you. you
0: know. Priscilla's a baby whisperer, which I didn't know until we were in San Francisco. I love. And I like don't. Right. So besides <laughs> my own, like I've never loved, like I've never like loved babies being like, oh my god, baby peekaboo, like. I always knew I wanted my own children. I did. Like I grew up being like, I want a family, three or four kids. Like, never yeah. doubt in my mind that I yeah. didn't want children or anything. And I just, when I see someone genuinely excited to see Ezra that like doesn't have kids or like anything, yeah. I it like warms my heart. Yeah, I'm, I, so I'm like
1: really good at the peekaboo game. I like the peekaboo. I'll
0: show you my peekaboo track for Ezra because okay. he yeah. loves it. Yeah. Um, I have the last like fireball-y questions yeah. that don't have to do with anything that we really just spoke yeah, about. Right. Actually, like whatever, they could be applied. The first one is what's one, tr- one trend in the wellnessy space, like a pet peeve of yours, like something that people have fallen into and you're just like, can you stop talking about this? This drives me crazy. It's okay if I do it. Like I'm, No, I'm
1: I can give you an example, like some examples too. So, yeah, I mean, there are some things that I like. Look, I want to try this, but I also get a little bit annoyed when I see yeah. a lot of people posting about like um various treatments like uh, lymphatic drainage and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. which I actually want to try and I yeah, actually think it could be so useful. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that like not everybody has a time to do that or the resources. Well, it means. Yeah, and so it, when I see things like that, it's just like, I'm like, okay, that's like, I'm seeing it at like 11 PM after a really hard day at work. And it's like, I would love to do that. And it just makes me jealous. So that's why I don't like it. Me too. I know. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like it'd be really nice that I could use that right now because I didn't get to work out today. I didn't get to, <laughs> you know, cook my own food and I didn't get to do all these things. Yeah. And I wish I'd do that, but it just seems like such a luxury to me in, in time and resources. And it so, is. Like, I'm mostly just not that I'm annoyed that they do. I just am jealous.
0: No, always, no, I'm jealous of <laughs> most people when they do anything. I have a self pampering. I'm yeah. like,
1: here I am scrubbing my face. Exactly. And I'm like, and come on. At the end of the exactly.
0: day. Um, and I'm still holding my PN from 9 a.m. this morning. Um, <laughs> what is one wellness you that you've like bought into? That you fell for. Um,
1: I really like celery juice, and first of all, oh God, I, I was, I was say, at the like, do you drink celery? I juice? was at the I we talked about celery juice a long ass time ago, so it's not like we didn't just do this in the past year. um But I do. I don't even know about like all the science and everything. I mean, I yeah. read about you it. I believe it in day. it. No, I don't drink it every day, but I actually really enjoy the taste, and I like starting my day with that. And I do think that it helps with like my gut and digestive system and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I just feel like it sets a tone for me. And I, but I put like a couple frozen grapes in, like I'll do celery and That's then I'll put like idea. four grapes in little food and it, it like makes it a little bit like refreshing. And yeah. then some sometime- green or
0: red grapes, red or is it purple? I but I think know. you
1: could do, I think you can Any do grapes? either grapes, okay. honestly, just put in like four to six grapes or something. And it just like adds a tiny bit of like flavor. Yeah. Um. And so, and I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not, but whatever. Um. So I just like the way it tastes. So I'm a fan. I just also try to buy organic celery because it's one of those. Um, A thousand
0: percent. If you're going to buy something organic, get organic celery. Exactly.
1: Um, And that's not always available at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. And so like that, it's not a consistent thing for me because I, and it also just, it takes a lot, you know. I've never tried celery juice. Oh, really? No, it's, fun it's effect, yummy.
0: I have like r- knock on wooden, wash and, like I won't go to the bathroom for like four days. But like I have very good digestion, so I think that if I actually have celery juice, yeah, I'll like double my yeah. bathroom ones. And yeah. like I go to the bathroom two three times a day. As totally, it is. yeah, yeah. When I eat coconut cold, I'm yeah can't like leave the toilet, um because I always eat too much of it and then it's bad. Yeah, um, when you were growing up.
1: What was your fast food chain that you loved the most? And what was your order? Oh my god, Duh. Wendy's combo number six, spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> oh with the frosty. <laughs> and Wait, this what was, this was sandwich? the sandwich? Uh, spicy chicken sandwich. I've had that one before. A spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. Um, and we would get we this is so nerdy, but it would be no. I did, obviously. So we would go to violin lessons <laughs> on Thursday. This is so nerdy. But it's so true. Every Thursday we would go to violin violin lessons and then (laughs) afterwards my dad would take us to Wendy's and we get the whole like combo number six with the Frosty. Uh Did you dip your fries in the Frosty? No, I'm not into that. You just dip them in oil? (laughs) No, I, okay. <laughs> yeah. now i to now i just did it all oil. back then i just i just ate the fries that's really
0: yeah. funny you so far i've interviewed four people and you have been the most excited to answer that question because yeah also, i would like, love I that question real, so yeah exactly that's i grew like up my on fast question. food once in a while so believe me yeah um by once in a while i mean like once a week yeah. but Same. if you weren't doing what you're doing for your career path what would you want it to be
1: I think I would do something in the impact investing world, like investing in conscious businesses um, and, and really conscious founders, smart people um, who are trying to do something good for consumers in the world mm-hmm. out there. I think that would be really enjoyable.
0: You were like answering so quickly. I love this. <laughs> um, and then the last one, which I think is fine. It's your last day on Earth. What would you eat from, like breakfast through dessert?
1: Um. Yeah. So I am yeah, breakfast. Let's see. So I think I would just like go hard on like actually not breakfast food. So like. That's fine. You can I, do, it's your yeah, dream like, day, man. Yeah. So I, I would say probably it's like so random, but I'd be like, okay, let's do like, pasta and meatballs or like baked ziti <laughs> or something and then we'll do i'm hungover you know, from the, we'll the night before yes! in college when will eat some pasta <laughs> it's meatballs. your last day you gotta like i mean come on if your whole day isn't like you know trying to capitalize here, <laughs> like and then i'm i'm chinese and i really like dumplings so what like kind of like every type of dumpling um, really except for the vegetable only kind because that's boring um, because it's boring and it doesn't taste as good so all of them um yeah all do of you them make your own real. dumplings uh for chinese new year yeah when is that it's february it's usually the end of january or february we oh, really would february. love some Thank yeah you. <laughs> you should come over to SF. we actually do that at work jordan we'll won't do come that. again but okay maybe we'll wrap we wrap dumplings at work on chinese new year and then whoever gets oh, we put gosh. like something in one and whoever gets that one gets like whatever i love that 20 bucks. um <laughs> so that, like a part and, to and then for bakers i would just go really really into like cookie bake you know cookies brownies like i'm not me on like ice cream as much as i am pastries and not I'm like dry pastries like french pastries like i like like the like chocolate chip cookies brandy like anything gooey and yummy yeah. like that and dinner no you need to i know oh, you had pasta for the, breakfast i have like a lot yeah. of food <laughs> so, so you were i think i might it. be gaining like 40 pounds it doesn't matter you're, you're gone tomorrow <laughs> um, okay french fries okay yeah okay French fries. happy with that so you don't like breakfast food no, I don't know. not like breakfast. But if I had to choose, there's other foods that I on my last day that I would prioritize over like an omelet, you know. And I'm not like so big on like pancakes. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. with like chocolate chips in them, not really. And mashed I'd rather have a cookie. You know, I'd rather have I'd rather a brownie. Cool, but like, yeah,
0: I'll make you pancakes
1: have you the and fries, sure. meatballs, pasta, ziti, <laughs> dumplings, and then go and brownies. Yeah, and oh I literally did not mention one vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually purposely like, did, excluded the vegetables from the dumpling portion of that, That's
0: uh, so that day. That's okay. It's your last day. Yeah, <laughs> only exactly. The only vegetable I'd include is like arugula. So it's fine. <laughs> I love arugula. Exactly. Well, thank you. This yeah, was beyond this so informative. Fun. I think everyone's going to love this episode. If anyone has any other questions for Priscilla, I'm just going to tell them to ask them directly to you um at Coco Kind Skincare, yeah. right? Is yep. only- Um for me it just pops up when I type coco, so I, you know, <laughs> I don't have to know. Um but I think this has been so beneficial. I learned a lot. Um and thank you so much for coming. Thank you for for having me. This has been so exciting. And tell everyone where they could follow you.
1: So Priscilla.Sci, is that what you're whispering to me? Wait, you said, you told me before you that you have a new Instagram oh, okay, account, so, so I'm like, i like, plug have, your new I Instagram. Have new, I have this new <laughs> I Instagram whispered account. to Priscilla, like, your I new like account, tell Priscilla.Sci? <laughs> um, no, I, I started my own Instagram, and it's been really cool because I get to have, like, my own conversations with our customers yes. and just showcase, like, all the other things that I do in my life. Um, and so, yeah, so Priscilla.Sci.
0: Thank you and thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk soon.